It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. It's a secret they get to keep from their friends. Yeah. Yeah. If you told people about it, it might become cool. We're trying to avoid becoming cool here on the Start Today Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please, let's first acknowledge, look at this outfit. You have rainbows on your shorts and rainbows on your shirt. I am here for this. Yeah. Yeah, and wait a second. What's happening with your hair today? Oh, my goodness. You have two pigtails? Yeah. You're ready for action. Yeah. You are ready for action. You got your post-it notes. I know. The angles. The angles. The angles. Uh, you may notice. Listen. This is, uh, as previously described, the Star Today Morning Show, the morning show that nobody, including Noah Hollis, is actually talking about. I am here with only one uh, female co-host, like I normally am, except that female is not Rachel Hollis, because Rachel Hollis had a meeting at the exact same time as the Star Today Morning Show. It seems like we could have gotten the scheduling figured out. So, y'all are stuck with me. Oh, look, I was wrong. There's another female co-host today. It's baby Noah Jr. <laughs> Good morning, Noah Jr. Now, Noah, will you tell me a little bit about your baby? Yeah. What, what, what does she like to do on a Wednesday? What are you guys going to do today? Uh, are you going to go to the park? No. No. What are you going to do? Are you going to waste a full pad of post-it notes? Yeah. Oh, everybody's favorite pastime on the mor Start Today Morning Show. Literally, people are asking in real time, Noah, will I ever get this time back? The answer is no. This is time that is gone forever. I mean, can we just get a close-up on, on Noah Jr.? Look at Noah Jr. Honestly, this baby. If you know who makes this baby, who manufactured this baby... I'm going to need an extra one, because if there is a night where we cannot find baby Noah Jr. at bedtime, the bedtime process extends by about 77 minutes. That's an hour and 17 minutes for the math, folks. Are you hiding the post-it notes under mommy's computer? Yeah. Oh, that's this, this game. Honestly, we could do this all day. It's the Start Today Morning Show. All right. Noah, you know what time it is? It's time to take Jackson to school. Take this. Are you going to take your post-it notes? Yeah. Will you take your post-it notes into the van yeah. and take Jackson to school? Can you tell all of the strangers on the internet to have a fantastic Wednesday? Have a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, approach your Wednesday like a girl who wears rainbow on top and bottom with two pigtails. Yo! Say, let's go. No, say, let's go. Let's go. Thank you. All right, go take this kid to school. Whoop, take baby Noah with you. She wants to go. Have a great day. I love you. Y'all, what is up? Welcome. I'm going to make my... Oh, look at this. We have this technology now that lets me zoom in on the old Facebook like uh, never before. Who knew? Uh, if you're trying to watch this on Rachel's Instagram, I don't have her phone. So... Welcome. Uh, I thought we'd just do, uh, someone just said, see Dave, she's not a monster. 
This is where, if we can just spend one second on the way that two-year-olds try to trick you, she knows. She knows that you all are watching, and she's like, I can manipulate every one of these strangers on the internet into believing that I am always this awesome. The second this live stream ends, she will break an antique. I mean, we don't have antiques, but she would find something that means something, and she'd be like, watch this. Boom. Gone. Uh, I thought maybe we would just turn this into a little bit of Q&A, a little conversation time. I mean, I normally like to come in and have a little bit of a teachable moment, but we've just been having so much stinking fun. I hate to like ruin the momentum of fun with me trying to like actually teach on something. Well, now that I say it, I do want to just say one thing. I, I had this like observation over the course of the last three weeks worth of time that I think is worth making uh, note of. And, uh, and that is, I think, you know, here we are, we're coming up to the last 90 days. It starts on October 1st. That's 13 days from now. We're going to finish the year as a community stronger and better and more encouraging. Like, we're going to finish this year super, super strong. And Interestingly, I previously have come into this last 90 days challenge not totally, totally sure that the like thing I was going to like have to commit to was for me, that it was going to be good for me, that I like I didn't really want to do it. I'll be totally honest. And I've thought a lot about why sometimes we resist doing the things that we know can make us better, why we resist the things that maybe are hard or that we have to push ourselves for. Um, and I've really, be, I've really come into like clear, clear focus on why some, like something on a subconscious level I think exists for some of us, at least it exists, existed for me. And that is when you push yourself to do something that is uncomfortable, when you push yourself to do something that makes you um, like have to sit in a state of discomfort for a prolonged period of time, you show yourself that you can, which is the reason, frankly, to do it. But once, once you know, once you know what you are capable of, once you know what you can do, once you know the things that you can actually do relative to what you thought you may not be able to do prior to trying, you are then stuck with the responsibility of then making a choice with that new knowledge, right? We went and climbed this mountain. We went and climbed this mountain 13 times. Man, people are sick of hearing me talk about climbing a mountain. I'm going to keep talking about climbing a mountain because it was a transformative experience in my life. I climbed 30 miles up a hill. I went up 29,000, 29 feet. I went 13 times through a 90 plus minute most difficult workout of my entire life. And when I got done climbing, I had a knowledge set that told me that the limits I previously put on how far and how hard I could push myself were ridiculous and self-made. I decided before I climbed that mountain how hard I could push, how much I could do, how much my body could take, all of those things. And it wasn't until I put myself into this constant like perpetual state of discomfort that I realized how much discomfort I could endure. Good. So good news. I come off the mountain and I'm just like floating. I am here for how proud I was of having pushed myself into that experience.
But the downside of the experience, and I'm saying it with a smile on my face, was I now had a new knowledge. I had a new understanding of what I was capable of, which meant that the next weekend, after I'm not on the mountain, when I'm not pushing myself to climb up that dang thing 13 times, when I'm not trying to do 13 consecutive back-to-back 90-minute workouts, when I decided to go out on my run, the decision to go out and have a 40-minute workout, the decision to go out and run three or four miles, all of a sudden was me choosing to not fully utilize what I know is the capacity that I have for a good solid workout. I was opting for a more mediocre version of what I know I am capable of because now I knew what I could actually do. It's like a be careful what you end up figuring out. Be careful what you end up learning about yourself. Now that I know I have to push myself to do what I know I'm capable of because I'm choosing to live an exceptional life. I'm choosing to show up for myself and my family. I'm choosing to be in that state of discomfort because I want to break these muscles down so I can build them up and be even more strong than I thought I was. And so I've come off that mountain and have become a longer distance runner. I was a long distance runner. Reset. I am a longer distance runner. I ran a half marathon on Sunday in my neighborhood after I ran a half marathon last Sunday in my neighborhood. And this Sunday, I'm running a half marathon. And do you know why? I have decided that I'm going to run 13 miles on Sundays between now and February when I am running a full marathon. Because I can. Because I know I can. Because I know I'm capable of doing it. I am going to put myself every single Sunday in a posture of pushing myself to do a thing I know I can do, even though it's hard. Running for two hours and 14 consecutive minutes is a difficult thing when it's 100 stinking degrees outside, but I am going to do it because I can. Getting into this last 90 days challenge for some of you is going to be like going to a mountain. Right, like some of you already have fantastic habits, which is awesome. I am super psyched for any of you who have fantastic habits. And some of you do not have a consistent morning routine. Some of you do not practice gratitude observation on an every single day basis. If you are looking for things to be grateful for, you will find things to be grateful for. You, you see what you look for. And some of you haven't been looking for gratitude and it's why you aren't grateful. And if we can get into this habit loop for 21 days, for 36 days, for 55 days, for 90 days, not only will it become a habit, it's just going to become a part of how you do life on the regular. It's going to be a reset for what you now do. And once you come out of the last 90 days, the hope is that because you've had the experience of the mountain, when you show up in January, the idea of going back to your life before climbing will seem like you choosing mediocrity and you aren't doing that anymore. I'm like, I'm excited about this last 90 days because I know what it's done for me. I was stuck. I've been a person who's been stuck in a muck. And I kept 
asking other people or hoping for other people or praying for some miracle and the miracle, the other people were the community, the encouragement for me to stand up and take accountability for creating the habits that would set me up for the kind of life I wanted to have. Some of you were waiting for somebody else to come and do the work to help you have a great life. It ain't going to happen. You have to decide, I want to have this kind of life and I'm willing to commit to these habits and these routines to get there. And it's going to be hard for some of you. Moving your body for 30 days for me now is a thing that is as normal and regular as brushing my teeth. Seven years ago, I could not run a single mile. Okay, seven years ago, I couldn't run one mile on the roads without stopping. I couldn't do I, I couldn't. I couldn't run a mile without stopping on the roads. I have run 700 miles in 2019 on the roads. I, I am crushing the roads. And so like the idea that 30 minutes a day today may for you who's trying to go from couch to 5K seem like a mountain. It's going to take work and it's going to be uncomfortable. But once you get into it, once you are just a person who does this thing that you used to not do, you, your brain will think differently about what you are capable of. I am now, I, like this is, this is crazy to me. Rachel and I get off this mountain and we start thinking about longer runs. We signed up immediately for the Austin Marathon. You want to come run with me on my birthday in my city? See you at the Austin Marathon. I am running my first full marathon on my birthday, my 45th birthday, where I will show up to the starting line in the best shape of my entire 45-year life. Like, Dave, you weren't in better shape when you were nine? No. You weren't in better shape when you were in high school? No, I am in the best shape of my life today and I'm not even in as good a shape as I'm gonna be when I get to the starting line on my 45th birthday in February, come at me roads. But the idea that I am now a runner, that I am a person who runs, was something that I had to rewire in my brain because I'd been told tall people can't run. Tall people don't have the makeup. They don't have the, the, the body for it. It's hard on their backs. It's hard on their legs. It's hard on their this. And guess what? It doesn't mean you don't have to do the things to make sure you don't hurt yourself. I stretch like crazy. I work out separately from working on the roads, on my legs and my back and my core and everything else to make sure that I can do it well. But I used to believe I couldn't run and now I'm about to go and run a dang marathon and because I know that I'm going to crush that marathon with the preparation I'm doing, we're going to sign up for this half Ironman next. And then once we do that and we see, oh my goodness, the thing I have right now is a block for a half Ironman, I can't swim. I'm not a good swimmer. I've never been a good swimmer. I tore my rotator cuff one time when I was doing some crazy workout in a sweatshop. And I, I, I've convinced myself there's a block. I can't swim. And guess what? I am going to go do this so that I can rewire the negative self-talk and limiting belief that is keeping me from believing that I can go out and swim the leg that's necessary for a full Ironman in a half Ironman. And when I finish that half Ironman, I already know and I'm, ugh, I'm excited and frightened by it. We're going to sign up for a full Ironman. 
This last 90 days, I'm not saying it has to be the feeder pool, the, the gateway drug for you to do an Ironman. But what it needs to be is for you to rewire the lie, the limiting belief, the self-doubt, the things that you're, you know, the, the voices of authority that told you that your family of origin just aren't people who do these kinds of things. That's BS. That's not a thing unless you believe it's a thing. And I just refuse now to believe the things I used to believe. I refuse to believe them in part because I keep putting myself in situations where the facts now replace the opinions of other people. My fact pattern, my new breadcrumbs, the things that I used to believe, I clung to until new evidence appeared and the new evidence replacing the ridiculous lies that I believed is what's afforded me this opportunity now to pursue great things. And here's the thing. My road work, my climbing a mountain, my running a marathon, my eventual half Ironman, my all of these things, all of these things end up being an analogy for the pursuit of hard things in business. My pursuit of an exceptional relationship with my wife, the pursuit of being the kind of dad I want to be with for my kids, the pursuit of overcoming bad coping mechanisms in my life is I want to just stand up and be proud of who I'm looking at in the mirror. And so if you, if you like want to know like why, why in this last 90 days might you have moving your body for 30 minutes as a thing that we want to do on an every single day basis, because, and Rachel says this every single time, if you can do something physically challenging, then you Convince yourself, your brain starts to believe, unconscious and conscious, that you can do hard things mentally. And so now, I come off that mountain, I get done running my neighborhood half marathon, I get done training for my, uh, all of these physical things make me with absolute certainty believe whatever comes at me, I can overcome. Whatever comes at me, I can have a, 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 just a, a, an ability to weather whatever gets thrown at me. And, and I didn't have that. I, I, I'm, again, I'm going to just because I think it's important to say. Some people think like, oh, man, Dave, this is amazing. Uh, you've like, you know, had this lifetime of having this mindset. You've had this like lifetime of I haven't. I haven't. I have been in the worst spot of my adult life two and a half years ago. Like it doesn't take a lifetime to get to a place where you can feel on fire for your life. It doesn't take a lifetime to get in a place where you can be challenging yourself physically. It doesn't take a lifetime to get to a place where those physical challenges will change your mental chemistry and have you thinking differently about what's possible for your life or how much you can persevere, how much you can take on or how strong you can be physically to be stronger mentally. All of those things can happen like that. And we're going to start with a three-month snippet of your life. What would it mean to commit to habits for 30 days, for 60 days, for 90 days? It will. I'm telling you, I am a convert for having gone through it. It'll change your dang life. So I said I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do this. And I just went and dang did it. I didn't mean to do it. Listen, I'm just like I'm on fire because I appreciate the power of community. There are more than 100,000 people that have signed up for Last 90 days, y'all, we got a community movement happening here. So if you are interested in being part of something, it is 100% free. 
There is no obligation to buy anything. We are going to show up and do this live stream five days a week. You're gonna get an email that'll start every single week off with the theme that we're gonna try and tackle. Sometimes it'll be about fear. Sometimes it'll be about whatever, right? The opinions of other people, it'll be, it'll be whatever it's gonna be. And we're gonna try and like, as a community, work through how we build the right habits, build the right routine, build the right perspective, looking for gratitude so that we can be grateful through our day. And, and is there a Facebook group for the last 90 days? There is. It's called Made for More. And we're going to have that community pouring love and just surrounding people with encouragement because everyone's story is going to be different, right? My last 90 days experience two years ago and three years ago, wildly different than my last 90 days experience last year and, and certainly is going to be different than this one. So if you want to go and join this community, go over to thehollisco.com forward slash forward slash last nine zero days. You drop your email in, we send you some like, there's like already some stuff that you'll get tools wise just to like get you excited about it. And then we're going to like, like I said, we'll be here every single day and it's going to be, it's going to be fire. It's going to be absolute fire. I'm excited about it. Obviously, Dave, calm down. Dave, it's only 825. Take a breath, Dave. I can't. I'm excited. You know what? I forgot to play the dang theme song. It's my job. I got one job here. Dave, you got one job here. I know. I missed up the one job. Ladies and gentlemen, without Rachel Hollis, welcome to the Start Today Morning Show. We have a sign, don't we? I mean, Dave, you got one job. It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rich and Dave. Couldn't even find the sign. I mean, the wheels come off. There's never been wheels, but they definitely come off when Rachel's not here. Welcome. You had one job, Dave. Uh, it's the last five minutes of the live stream of Dave yelling at the camera after... Uh, getting excited about our last 90 days. Uh, does anyone have a does anyone have a question? Uh, does anyone have a question? Good morning. Hello. If you just joined us, well, you missed everything, basically. So uh, welcome. Happy to have you here. If uh, you're listening to this on the replay on uh, iTunes or anywhere else uh, podcast-wise, we're happy to have you here. Uh, what's the food category going to take away? I, I want to talk about the food category for a second. So the five to thrive, there's five things that we do as a community through this challenge, just so that everyone uh, who maybe doesn't know understands. The first one is gratitude practice. So writing down 10 things every single day that you can be grateful for. The more that you can focus on gratitude, the things that you are focusing on being on the hunt for, those are the things that you will see. If you go into your day and you think you're going to have a negative day, you're going to find things that confirm what you were on the hunt for. If you go into a day looking for things to be grateful for, you're going to find those things. So looking for gratitude, drinking half your body weight in ounces of water. Here it is, about a half gallon down at 8.30 in the morning because I uh, am drinking a little bit more than that because of how much I am running. Uh, I tend to to do about two gallons, which is more like my body weight. But a half half of your body weight in ounces of water. So if you weighed two hundred pounds, you drink a hundred ounces a day. Uh, getting up an hour earlier than you might normally, so that you can have an hour to focus on the things that are important to you. Whether it's uh, spending some more time in prayer, spending some time 
catching up on a Netflix show, spending some time on your side hustle, dreaming a bigger dream of uh, you know something that you want to try and chase in your life, but an hour for you. Uh, the next one is moving your body for 30 minutes. So 30 minutes of, of movement. So it could be running, it could be walking. If you're just getting into moving your body, it's probably gonna be walking. And walking is awesome if you have not been doing anything. And then the last one is the idea of giving up one category of food, one kind of food that you know you shouldn't be eating. And I wanna just, I wanna talk about this for just a second because it's important. This isn't about diet culture. This is about restriction necessarily. This is about telling yourself that you're going to do something and showing yourself that when you make a promise that you won't do it, you can keep a promise to yourself. Now, I mean, for us, we've tended to pick something that is consistent with a broader nutrition plan that we're working on. So like for me, I'm going to cut out the carbs that have multiple ingredients. So like breads and tortillas. I'm not going to cut out potatoes. Like I'm not going to cut out rice, but I'm going to cut out the things that have multiple ingredients. Um, and the idea again is I think we believe that certain things are just impossible. It's too hard for us to do certain things. And that is true until you prove it false. And so the point of this, and frankly of any of it, is can you commit to something and keep a promise for 90 days? If you can, it will fundamentally change the way that you believe the voice inside of your head when uh, you tell yourself you're not going to do something. Uh, someone just asked, do, do you uh, ever fast? I do not fast. And I, by the way, if you fast and you love fasting, that's awesome. I have friends that do intermittent fasting and they swear by it. I am not a, I, I just like to eat and I actually do the opposite. We're doing like eight meals a day. <laughs> so uh, we're doing like eight meals a day. Someone asked, hey Dave, did you give up alcohol forever? Forever, ever, forever? Uh, I decided uh, to give up alcohol for a year. Uh, I did it because I was having uh, a drink after work, a couple of drinks after work to help round out the rough edges of a long day. And when the acceleration and growth of the company met my book edits coming back in, met just like the chaos of a life that in the last year has been crazier than I think we could have imagined. It was going from a couple of drinks to more than a couple of drinks and I got too much to do. So when I, the day I got my book edits back, <clears throat> I said, you know what? I have, to do, I have to do something that is a little more dramatic than trying to put some rules around this. Because originally I was like, you know what? I'll just drink on date nights or I'll just drink for watching football or I'll just. And then I was like, you know what? I'm like a master negotiator. I'm really great at, at negotiating. <laughs> and I negotiate with myself the best. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to not drink for a year. And here I am. It's like five or six months in, five months in. And I'll tell you, it was hard at the beginning because I was like convinced that I like I've had a casual drinking relationship with with alcohol for 20 years. So I figured it was going to be impossible. And it was hard the first, I don't know, month or so, because to be totally, totally honest, I thought it was going to compromise Rachel and I having the kind of fun that we normally had on date nights, on vacations. We had a 15-year wedding anniversary trip to Ireland planned when I made this decision. And um, it, didn't, it didn't compromise anything. So 
the lie that I was telling or the limiting belief that I had that alcohol was a required ingredient for our good times or that I wouldn't be able to, you know, take the rough edges off of my day by substituting alcohol with something else was just a lie I was telling myself. And interestingly, I'll say this, the roads, my like my running is super correlated because I took what for me was turning in what was turning into a negative coping mechanism. I had to find a positive coping mechanism and running for me is a super positive coping mechanism because I'll get out on the road for 90 minutes or two hours and it's me with myself. It's me in my head and I get to work through the stuff that I need to work through. I can kind of like get away from whatever it is that's bothering me. So uh, there you go. I appreciate Appreciate that question. Uh, are you still a runner, or do you? If are you still a runner, if you do run walk intervals, yeah, you're a runner. Here's the thing: I think you're a runner if you put shoes on and, and get out on the roads. I don't know that speed. Like I've never been one to say like, oh, you got to have a certain pace or you got to do a certain distance. If you put on shoes and you get out and move your body on the roads, I don't care if you're walking, you're a runner to me, so you got to do it. Do you have to sign up for last 90 days again this year if you signed up last year? You sure do. Go over and sign up. We got a new email thing and we want to make sure, frankly, that we're not bothering people who signed up last year who don't want to do it again this year. So uh, make sure of that. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? What else is going on? Uh, would you ever go plant-based? I don't think I would ever go plant-based only because I love meat so much, so, so much. Um, but I don't know. I've never really tried doing it either. So that could also be a limiting belief. Uh, will you have your own coaching next year? You're darn right. I am going to be, Rachel is going to do her coaching through December and then I'm going to pick right up in January and I'm going to do life and business coaching and we'll tell everyone about every single month's worth of uh, curriculum and, and what we're going to talk about ahead of time. And if you are interested in rolling with uh, with me as a teacher, I'll probably spit some fire. Uh, I, hope, I hope to. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What are your tips on convincing your husband, uh, your hubby to do last 90 days with you? Uh, my, I, I guess, you know, like with Rachel and I, I was really resistant to doing anything in the personal developments, like like helping myself become a better person, um, you know, in the, per, in the helping myself become a better person space until I started to see some of the proof of her own progress. Like she was like fully becoming this best version of herself at the same time, frankly, that I was not showing up for my life. And so like at first I was like, I can't, I can't have you being awesome thrown in my face. And she never, frankly, threw it in my face, which was awesome. But in a world where I needed a rope to be thrown into a, a little valley, like I had a, I had a great life, a great adulthood, you know, up until I'm like 38 years old. And then I hit this like crazy patch between 38 and 42 where I just, I, I, I was having a little bit of a midlife thing and I got stuck. And that like season, she just started shining and doing all this work on her on her own and for herself. And my witness of her modeling what it meant to show up well for your life was the rope that allowed, allowed me to climb out of the space that I was in. So the bottom line is, I would say it just it starts with you focusing on like going after it and doing it well. And if you try to like twist his arm into it, 
it's he's not going to he's not going to like really frankly be in it. He has to choose to decide to want to be in it. And uh, I think watching watching you do it and like thriving from it is probably the best way. Did you all see? I put up a picture of Ford Hollis joined Cub Scouts. Oh my goodness. This kid, he he is the kid, like he gets excited about something and then he is ready in uniform for that thing. Like we went to our fancy dinner preschool year starting. That kid had his leather jacket on at 10 a.m. for a dinner that was starting at 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. I mean, he was ready for it. And yesterday I get home from work. His, his <laughs> meeting isn't <laughs> until like seven o'clock. I get home at like 5.30 and there he is. Like he's got his hat and his, and his belt is done and his uniform is perfect and it's all pre- and he's Oh, he's so excited. Uh, my kids are, are wired so, so differently and the differences are what make them frankly awesome. Ford is the person who loves adventure outdoors, is least interested in technology, bless up, and is most looking for like his pack. And so him joining a wolf pack, uh, I want to cry a little bit about it. It was so awesome watching him like run in there, like with all this confidence, like knowing that he's now got this group of humans that he gets to hang out with on the regular. Y'all, it's Wednesday. You are in control of how you feel about this day. If you go into this day looking for all the reasons why Wednesday is going to be awesome, you are going to find those reasons. If you go into this day certain that something is not going to work out, you will find proof of your hypothesis. Look for the good. You will see the good. Go out and say something nice to a stranger. Have a great day. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.